Hello, and welcome to In the Studio with Am podcast. I'm Anne, and as always, thank you so much for listening. Today's topic is going to be about homeschooling and why I decided to homeschool again this year for the second year, and sort of what I learned from this past year that um, kind of helped me make my decision and also helped me structure some changes and things that I did want to keep going forward this year. So I started homeschooling, obviously COVID hit and my kids were in um, private school. They went to a Montessori school. My daughter was first grade. My son was kindergarten, uh, like an early kindergarten because he's a young, he's like a fall birthday. So he felt in like a weird, so he was like still in primary, but was doing some kindergarten work. Um, and my three-year-old, well, she was two turning three. She was in the toddler program. And this is a school that I had been at for a while and was very happy with. And then COVID hit and everything changed. So our kids were sent home. So we had to do the home learning. And I knew very quickly that when that happened, that I did not like the virtual learning, um, mostly because I don't really like my kids being on devices all the time and it became difficult to manage all of the different times that they had to be on and my kids just really didn't like it and I just for whatever reason it just didn't flow for me. I don't think it's because the school did a bad job um, at all and I just think it was just it just didn't work. So we really didn't do a ton of the stuff we were supposed to be doing as far as being connected with the school. And that was kind of sad for me because I know that the teachers wanted me to be more involved and be on, but it was hard with having a young child, um, you know, under one and then having a two turning three year old, you know, it was, it was, I was finding that it just did not work for me to be trying to make this schedule work for me at home. So I have some homeschool friends that they homeschool and they had said, you know, the beauty of homeschool, especially when you have multiple kids, is that you can make your day. School works around your schedule and what works best for you and you can honor as a mom knowing what that looks like. And I was like, huh, that really does make sense to me. So I kind of started homeschooling with the what we had then um, and just creating what worked for me. And I started to realize I really liked that and that I felt really empowered by it. And I started to really love that connection that it brought with the ki- my kids. And I realized how much I didn't know, even though this particular school allows you to be so much more involved than traditional public school. Um, and I was a room parent, assistant room parent. I did folders for two of my kids' classrooms. I was really involved pretty much at every single um, party. and I, I, And I felt like I was in the school as much as I could be because that was very important to me. But doing that with a young child at home really stretched me so thin. I really felt like butter stretch over like, or I guess it's like bread with not enough butter, you know, what that saying is. I mean, I just felt stretched too thin. Like you're just about to snap. And because I felt like I had to be 
all the parties were on the same day. So I'm like schlepping up and down the hallway trying to be there for everybody. And it was really difficult. But all that to say, um, I still felt like I wasn't totally aware of everything that they were learning every day. I really wasn't aware of sort of where they were with things. So it really opened my eyes to the fact that, wow, like I'm starting to see my child in a different light here. It was a really neat experience. So that's what we did to finish out that year. And then the next year I decided that I was going to homeschool because I honestly didn't have I wasn't sure what was going to happen with the schools and I just felt like I wanted to have a schedule that worked for us and not be so, I realized how much my life was turned upside down when they shut schools down and I wasn't confident that that shutdown wasn't going to happen again. So I thought, you know what? I just want to have a rhythm with my kids. I want to have things flow. I don't want to be part of that turmoil that's happening that I'm like not sure what's going to happen. School might be shut down. That's going to change the whole trajectory of my day stress me out. I'm the kind of person that I like to look for ways that I can avoid those kinds of stressors in my life. And so because I'd already really loved homeschooling my kids and loved the fact that having our schedule work for us was just so peaceful, I thought, you know what, I'm not even going to like put myself in all of this mask, no mask, will they shut down, all that stuff. I was like, I'm not going to do it. So I decided to homeschool. And our first year was very interesting because it really was a major learning growth curve for me. It it changed the kind of relationship that I have with my kids, which I already thought was a good one, but it really changed it. And But I will say it wasn't without its challenges. It wasn't without those days where I just thought, oh my word, how can I make this work? Um, I think that when I went wrong was trying to make my day look like a school day because it's not. When you learn at home and you do homeschooling, it's, this is in virtual school. This is something totally different. This is not supposed to look like a normal school day. This is a total outside the box thinking way of learning. And so that's what I think I had to get out of my mind the most. And I'm thankful that I have other moms at homeschool and have some seasons under their belt, years under their belt that they can help me and they could help me with that. It was a mindset, really. It was also getting so used to my kids always being around and letting them really see me for who like who I am. I'm not just a mom. I'm a I'm a person and I do other things besides just mom things, right? And so we've gotten to really have like a very intimate relationship that wouldn't have been there before because a lot of times, you know, my kids would go away and that's when I would do those things. They wouldn't even know about those things. We'd never even discuss those things. I pick them up and then it just goes back to mom mode. So it's been it's been so cool, but it wasn't easy. I mean, I think it's kind of like when you first get married and you think you're like you're so in love and you just want to spend all this time together. And then you realize like, wow, like this is different. It, first year of marriage can come with a lot of bumps, right? Because then you move in together if you haven't been living together. And, you know, he's moving that and you're putting it back and you're just like, ugh, he does this and that annoys me and all this stuff. 
and you know you don't have that privacy that you had before so i will say though through it all you know just having grace with yourself and being able to have that grace with myself um and get through the year and sort of get to know a lot of curriculums you know it was also my time to do a lot of research. I don't take what I do very lightly. So I have done a lot of education on my own. And although I'm not educated to be a teacher, that's not my background. That's not what I did. Although I will say, if I look back over all the years of my career and my business, I find myself where I fell into a lot of roles naturally where I became a trainer or some sort of teacher and that's just sort of my nature and so I think that's why I love it so much too because I feel like I I love to share my heart and I tend to be kind of like drawn to teaching when I feel like I have something that I can share and teach someone how to do um so and I love to watch growth in people so although no I don't have a teacher degree from a college Um, I have done a lot of research in a lot of different things, so I feel, you know, very equipped to do it. And so I've taken classes in child development, and I've done a lot of, you know, parenting styles, teaching styles. So my first year was basically that. Obviously still teaching, and I only had one child that I had to account for, which was my oldest, that I had to submit all her work and stuff. But my, I was still teaching my other children. But I think this was a learning curve for all of us. And I'm glad that I did it at a time when my children were still somewhat like young because we were able to do that together. And so I researched and tried a ton of different curriculums. And what I had to do was establish sort of out of all the different teaching styles, which ones fall, which one or a couple of them do I fall into? I had to really get to know who I am, what I wanted to be following. Um, and I'm kind of an eclectic kind of person. I tend to not just fall into one particular thing. I like to know my options and then kind of pick from different things and create kind of my own style in a way. That's kind of my personality in general. So that's kind of what I did. And maybe a lot of other homeschool moms, I think, do that too. Um, then some just like to stick to one particular style. So I tend to be a little more eclectic, find many different things that I like to try to have as my way of teaching the kids. And it also gives the kids an opportunity to have like a change. And I think you need to get to know your kid too. So that is what I did the first year too. I mean, when you stand up and you teach a bunch of kids, I feel like as a teacher, you get to know each kid. And so what I realized is not all my kids are the same. They're not designed to be the same person. They don't think the same. They don't have the same personality, but they don't also learn the same. So my kids are all very different in the way that they learn. And again, since they're young, I'm still learning. It's going to be a continuous process. But I had to take that year to really read a lot about learning styles and how to teach those learning styles. Um, You know, different learning, you know, like if your child has dyslexia, dealing with that or um, anxiety, um, you know, just different things that play into that personality and that learning style. So I've done a lot of research on that. 
um, gotten to really know my kids, try to structure the curriculums based on that, and learn to be flexible too. Because that's the beauty of homeschool too, is you can be flexible. You know, if like you wake up and there's a certain day where you're like, you know what, this was on the plan, but today this is what I need to do. I feel like having those resources are key because then you can be flexible. I I like to say this as an example. Um, People used to laugh at me because having four small kids and our house has three bedrooms, the fourth bedroom is not on the the main the other floor so we do have a fourth but it's in the basement and so I felt like it was always a challenge with sleeping and so I set up the rooms where there was like an option for like every kid in every room and I had to be very creative and Ikea's great because they have like a lot of options that fit like s- small spaces um but I did that because I was like sleep is so important and I just want to be able to like wherever my kids want to be or however it works out in those crazy times where you just want your kid to sleep. Um, and there's like transitions happening every second because you've got so many small kids ever changing. That's kind of what I did. I created like options for myself. So it's like I have all these options already set up to go. And so that's kind of how I spent my last year being like, okay, what resources can I have for like a day that might be going like this? And I know that I have to be flexible, but I still want my kids to learn um, ways to make it fun. And then we have those days where it's like, okay, this is what we need to do and get through this. Um, So yeah, the first year was a huge growing experience for me. And this year is kind of the same, but in a different way. I felt Last year, very like absorbed by it. And like this year, I do feel like I'm more able to share my journey a little more, which is something I love to do. I love to share. I love to teach. I love to just gain knowledge from other people too. So yeah, just getting to know my kids in a different way, different curriculums, um, sort of continuing to keep the why in front of my mind as to why I'm doing this. Um, And getting to adjust to life with my kids always with me because you know there aren't any of those moments in time when they're not here and I have those little pockets of time like I did before they're always here and so everything that I do where typically during the day you know your kids are in school and those are the times you plan to do the stuff (laughs) my kids are home and I you know um so yeah it's it's been great though because my oldest daughter knows me in a different way than what she would have done known me before you know she sees what I do for myself um she sees what I do for our business um you know she's involved in more conversations with me than I think she would have before because I can get that more one-on-one time with her in different pockets of the day where before it was like they'd be at school and then they come home at the same time and then it's like just the evening time um so you know there's things that she can be along with me to do certain things that she wouldn't have been before same with my son um we have a lot more flexibility with our day um So yeah, I feel like it's just been such a change, but for the better. And where I felt so overwhelmed and suffocated by it at times, I now feel so at peace with it. And so I would like to encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're in this, in like the first year, 
like don't give up because it's it will get better and it's totally normal to feel that way and I would encourage you to find somebody that can help lift you up and support you because as a homeschool mom I think you do need to know who you can go to and who you can't because you're going to have friends that they're they're not homeschool moms they send their kids to school and there's nothing wrong with that like this is not a I'm better than you because I homeschool my kids this isn't this is not better or worse this is just different when I was in therapy that's one thing I learned is there's no like wrong or right here when you're sitting down you know it's just you think differently than that person and so I feel like though that doesn't make the person wrong but it also doesn't make them equipped to help you necessarily because they might be thinking secretly like I can't believe she does that that's crazy and I know there's friends of mine that think that and they don't get it and that's okay they don't have to get it but I think that what you need to remember is that there are going to be people that do and you have to have those support people at that time you know because it's hard when you go to somebody who may not even understand where you are they may want to to try to help you but they just don't know how to because I can say this as a mom before I homeschooled I don't know if I would have known how to help somebody in this situation because you don't know what it's like and what the world is you think that you know this homeschool thing but you don't until you actually do it and you actually put in a little bit of time into it to really get to know what it's about. Um, you just don't know what you don't know. And I think that's something in my life I've gotten to know. Like I know what I know and I know what I don't know. And it's helped me know that because I don't I don't try to be something I, I'm not or then I will find someone who knows about that for me. I don't try to play that role at times. And so if you're in that first year, of homeschool and you feel that way, I encourage you to try to find someone who might be able to help you or find a community of homeschool moms. I think that's why co-ops are so great. Although I'm not in a co-op, I do think that they're great for that kind of situation because especially if you are not surrounded by a lot of people that are homeschool moms or families, it is a great resource for information and support. Basically, I was blessed with the fact that I was able to get that support and information without joining a co-op. And I'm not against co-ops. I just, unfortunately, last year, because of everything with COVID, there really weren't co-ops happening because they weren't doing like any of that stuff. And I just kind of missed the boat getting on that and I feel like I just didn't research it enough to be able to make an, an enough of an educated decision on what co-op I want I do feel like I will get into a co-op so just because I'm not in one doesn't mean I don't um think they're a good thing but you know I don't do a co-op so maybe it's not your jam and that's okay too so you don't have to have a co-op either I think that this is just about not boxing ourselves in and just feeling comfortable with being able to create a life and that works for us that includes you know healthy educated children you know and what education means for you what is it important for your child to be learning you know i think schools are great for people but then there's things that i felt like i wanted my kids to be learning that they're not learning and that's okay um i 
have a lot of friends that send their kids to school, public school or private school. And I think whatever works for you is what you need to go with. So all that to say, last year was a major learning curve and a lot of just growth and um, digging deep and thinking about perspective in life and feeling blessed to be able to have the opportunity to even contemplate doing this. So all that to say then we got to the point where I wasn't sure what we were going to do. My kids wanted to stay being homeschooled. I asked them many times and that's what they said they wanted to do. Um, We knew we were not going to send them back to public school. We have our reasons for that. That's not what this podcast is for. But we thought, well, let's look into another private school. So we did. We thought about the private school we had currently been in. We also looked at another private school. Wanted to give our kids the option, the information that they would need to make a decision. So we did that. We let them know about this school. They got to check it out. And they still wanted to homeschool. So we thought, let's, you know, I felt very led to to have them home again and to homeschool them again because I felt like I just gained so much knowledge and knew exactly what I would do different when I would sat down and was thinking about projecting out for the year and the curriculum and what I wanted to sort of see the year look like. I felt kind of fired up about it and happy about it. All that to say, if my kids would have really wanted to go back to school, then I would have sent them. Um, but they didn't. So, you know, I do know homeschool families that sometimes a mom knows what's best and sometimes she'll just make that decision. And I respect that. And then sometimes the kids get to decide and one kid decides to stay homeschooling. Another decides to go to another private school. I know families that their kids all do different things. You know, so this year just felt right to gather the information, be open-minded, get our options, and then we decided on homeschooling again. So that's sort of where we were at. And I think where I'm going to end this podcast, because I want to keep this segment somewhat short and then discuss like further topics within each one. So I wanted to kind of get caught up to sort of where we are starting out this year with deciding to continue to homeschool, which was obviously around the end of the summer because we would have had to, you know, have our kids in. And then I'm the next podcast, I'm going to talk about sort of what my curriculum looks like and what I projected out for this year because that was sort of the next step I had to make to say, okay, so now I'm taking on their education Um what is that going to look like? And what am I taking from what I did last year? And what am I going to change and make different? So I'm going to talk about that in the next podcast. But I encourage you to, you know, share what's on your heart and where you're at. I feel like if you're in feeling like you're in a place where you're just like growth and learning, honor that. But if you're at a place in your life where you feel like it's time for you to start sharing your story, I encourage you to do that. I encourage you um, to encourage other people to share their story. And I thank you for listening to mine um, and sort of what's on my heart through this podcast, because that's sort of my avenue for being able to do it. I am on Instagram as well, um, at Ann Shaw, which is A-N-N-E-S-C-H. I think I mentioned that. Um, 
as well. And I share in my stories each day or I'm committed to trying to do that. Um, but yeah, again, uh, stay tuned for the next podcast, which is going to be more of sort of starting to realize I'm going to homeschool. What is this year going to look like? Um, and then as the year goes on, I'm going to try to be sharing as I go sort of about each curriculum and our progress, different tidbits and things like that. So again, thank you for listening. Until next time, this is In the Studio with Anne podcast. I'm Anne, and thank you for listening.